the Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K, presented by Tap 14. Analysis and commentary to help you get your Broncos fixed during the offseason. Subscribe on iTunes or Google Play, or listen on demand anytime in the Mile High Sports mobile app. Welcome to the Broncos Blitz Podcast, Ronnie K, and special guest, well, two special guests today on the podcast, contributor to Mile High Sports, Alex Becker. We'll talk to Alex in just a little bit, but first I want to talk to Trevor Rich. Now, of course, a student at BYU, he's here for the summer and a contributor to Mile High Sports, writing about the Broncos, Rockies, Nuggets, Avs, all that good stuff. But first, our friends at Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street, of course, it is a Broncos podcast, but they are a hop, skip, and a jump away from course field so you get done with the rockies games you head on over and you enjoy these 70 colorado beers on tap and how about the 100 colorado distilled spirits chef andrea varela and that locally sourced rotating seasonally palette is just fantastic and chefs love it because you know it's not the same thing over and over and over again. It it stays exciting and it's rotating as the seasons go. And of course, your mood rotates as the seasons go. So your food should too. Terrific rooftop views. Of course, you can enjoy brunch there Saturday and Sunday on the weekends, 10 to 2. You can find them on the web at tap14.com. That's tap 14 Com. I mentioned him a little bit earlier, Trevor Rich. He's a contributor to Mile High Sports. Trevor, welcome, welcome. Thanks for having me on, Ronnie. We are going to talk Broncos. Uh, first of all, where can they find you on Twitter? They can find me at Trevor P. Rich. All right, Trevor P. Rich on Twitter. I'm following you now, I swear. Uh, let's talk Broncos, and let's talk about the offseason, but let's start with the draft. Um, what did you think of the Bradley Chubb pick when it first came down originally? You know, I really love the Bradley Chubb pick. I love how John Elway went with best player available. He didn't stretch for a quarterback. Bradley Chubb and Vaughn Miller are going to be a perfect duo together. It reminds me of when we had Marcus Ware back here in Denver. It gives Miller, you know, he's not going to be double teamed as much as he was sure. last year. Mm-hmm. And it frees up Miller, and it's also going to be another force where teams have to, you know, block on the other side when we had Demarcus Ware here. But do you think it's – let's just throw a scenario out. Josh Rosen – Josh Allen, one of those guys, becomes a franchise quarterback. Was it a mistake to pick Bradley Chubb? Because I know at right now it looks like the easy pick because nobody thought Bradley Chubb was going to be there. But let's remember, a couple of years ago, nobody thought Emmanuel Moutier was going to be available at 7 when the Denver Nuggets took him, and now his career has progressed to be absolutely nothing. Is it, Was it really the correct pick? You know, it's hard to say because you can't right now look and see if he will be a franchise quarterback. I think Elway made the smart pick because he did choose best player available, and Bradley sure. Chubb is probably, if not the most for sure, like fired thing in this yeah, draft. Sure, fire because we mean, don't know on any of these guys, but the, you could kind of see like you know this makes sense. Exactly, him and Saquon Barkley, I think were no brainers if they were on the board okay, for the Broncos. Sure. So I think Elway did make the right decision. What do you think of the draft overall? I love it. The Broncos took a lot of team captains in this draft. I think all of all of their picks, except like one towards the end, were all team captains. And I think Elway wanted leaders after last year's draft class not being able to step up. I think he flipped the script this year, and he's given you know his team a bunch of leaders who can help out right away. So uh, obviously, with the draft, uh, they pick these more experienced guys, guys who have been in school for longer. And I want to focus in on one guy, Royce Freeman, who of course from Oregon, the Duck, Quack Quack, the running back. But a lot of mileage on, I guess you could say, his football tread, 900-plus carries in Oregon. Uh, we've seen this song and dance before with Monte Ball. 
You like the pick? No. Yes. I really like this pick because, like I said, I think John O is trying to win now. I don't think he cares if he has a lot of mileage on it because that's experience that the Broncos need at the tailback position. Sure. You know, they're going to give Royce Freeman the rock. They're going to give him all of his carries this season. And I don't think they're looking seven, eight years down the line. They're looking now. And I think Royce Freeman's a back that can produce for the next five years for the Broncos. We are talking to Trevor Rich. He is a contributor at milehighsports.com. Of course, you can find Trevor's work there. as uh, well, right here on this podcast and uh, probably future podcasts as well, too. So uh, let's talk about uh, the quarterbacks that they passed on, Josh Rose and Josh Allen. Or maybe, you know, if you want to include the idea that maybe Denver could have traded up. Are you okay with Case Keenum going into 2018? Is this is this the right guy? Because in my world, you either have a franchise quarterback or you don't. And in my eyes, Denver does not. And so it, it is what it is. Denver's going to go through the motions of the season, but I don't see a Super Bowl on their horizon because you just don't have a franchise quarterback, particularly with Rosen and Allen, because they just absolutely directly passed on them. Was that a mistake? You know, I think in terms of trying to win now and trying to win later, I think Elway's kind of, he's been sick of losing the past couple of seasons. He wants I to think make we the, all are. Yeah, I mean, fans <laughs> itself, myself, I know Ronnie is, obviously. But I think he wants to win, and I don't think he wants to go through the process of another rookie quarterback. We saw it with Paxton Lynch. It's been a mess. It still is a mess. And he's competing for the backup job with Chad Kelly. That should say a lot about him. But... I think Elway wanted to bring in a proven vet who can you know, help lead the Denver Broncos to the playoffs. Case Keenum's a guy, you know, he's not going to push you over the top like a Tom Brady, Ben Roethlisberger, any of those elite quarterbacks. But I think with the Broncos' defense and how good they are on the defensive side of the ball, and they do have pieces on the offense, if Case Keenum can push him over the top, I don't see why he can't get him into the playoffs. And once you're in the playoffs, anything can happen. Of course, we're speaking with Trevor Rich. You can find him on Twitter, Trevor P. Rich, correct? Trevor P. Rich. There you go. Very good. Uh, let's talk free agency a little bit. Uh, I don't want to go over the whole thing first. I want to start with actually some news that just broke in the last uh, couple minutes. Uh, C.J. Anderson signs with uh, Carolina. So it's nice to see C.J. Anderson, the yep. five-year vet with the Broncos, land in a uh, home that hopefully they'll be able to utilize him. And actually, he may get some opportunities because, of course, now you kind of have this interesting duel with our friend Chris. Christian McCaffrey, yeah. of course, who uh, Denver fans are very aware of. Was it a mistake letting go of C.J. Anderson? I mean, it wasn't too pricey, but in the end, you do have these young backs who are coming up. Obviously, I think there was a plan to draft a running back. Uh, Elway kind of tipped his hat in a pre-draft press conference on that. Was it right to let go of C.J. Anderson? You know, I think it was okay. I don't think C.J.'s a guy that needs to be in Denver they clearly drafted Royce Freeman. They have Devontae Booker. They have D'Angelo Henderson. I think there's a lot of options that can take on the load that C.J. Anderson carried last year for Denver. I think Royce Freeman's going to get a lot of that load this year, and then you'll have Devontae Booker come in maybe on third downs, do whatever. And I like D'Angelo Henderson. He's going to be that guy they probably use a lot in the backfield with screen plays and stuff like that. He's Hopefully. a nice scat back. I, I mean, mean I hope they see him, him last year. but I know. <laughs> and what did we see last year against the Chiefs? He had that like 30-yard run or screen well pass. you know in the opportunities that he's been given he has shined 
which is what which is kind of the most frustrating thing is because you know now it's like well if we gave him more opportunities then you know one plus one is two and that makes you think that well he probably would have shined in more opportunities maybe he's a little bit uh, not i i don't mean to make this comparison but maybe he is a little bit of that kind of alvin Kamara type guy where he's that short stocky kind of electric guy when he gets the ball on his hand or the the football in his hand so it's like you know not seeing him was disappointing that's the past. It is what it is. But you think uh, Denver's fine in the backfield? I do. They have three solid backs heading into the season. I think they're going to be just fine back there. Okay. And lastly, it's stock Shane Ray. Because, of course, the big news over the last two weeks, Shane Ray, the option will not be picked up. That means after this year, he is an unrestricted free agent. Would have been $9 million in that final year. Yay or nay, Broncos made the right decision. This one is definitely hard to say on. You know, I get mixed. I have a lot of mixed feelings about it, but I'm honestly going to lean towards the yay side. Okay. I think Shane Ray hasn't earned his money, so that's why I'm glad John Elway made this decision. But well, let's remember though, Shane Ray was injured. Mm-hmm. Shane Ray was injured, but I want to see him with production on the field being healthy. He was injured all of last year. I want to see him this year play all 16 games, hopefully some playoff games, get a multi-sack here, and then after that, you're going to have to be either prepared to franchise tag him or give him that big deal. That's the risk involved, but I'm glad Elway didn't just decide to pay him, what, $9 million? That's what they would have had to pick up with his option. Yeah, it, it would have been a very... It's a gamble yes. because you have situations where you have not picked up the tag, and mm-hmm. you could make an argument that that in Von Miller's case kind of backfired against Denver because then they had to pay more, but also at the same time, you don't get that production. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're paying this guy this massive salary that, you know, you're not getting the bang for the buck for. Mm -hmm. So it is certainly an interesting uh, topic. Uh, Let's, let's answer the bottom line. Are they a better team? Yes. hundred percent. How much better? How much better? Give me, give me wins. Give me, wins, a, okay. give me a way too early win prediction here. I'm gonna we say, obviously know the schedule and everything like that. I'm going to say the Broncos go 8-8 eight and eight this season. Oh, I, so they're, <laughs> they're not much better. Not much better, but they got better. See, like what sure. you were saying earlier in the show, Case Keenum, I don't think he's a guy that's going to lead you deep in the playoffs. They may be able to squeeze in. I don't think the division's going to be as good this year as people might think it is. I think KC's going to be a little down, and the Raiders are going to be down. I don't like that Gruden experiment. I think it's going to be, honestly, between the Broncos and Chargers getting that division title. And with that, I think it's going to be like a 9-1 team that gets out of the AFC West. All right. He is Trevor P. Rich. You can find him on Twitter, Trevor P. Rich. Uh, you are Trevor Rich. Uh, what What have you been working on lately at MileHighSports.com? I've been working on a lot of Rockies content. I wrote a couple DU lacrosse articles last week. I'm excited to be here. I've only been here about a week, and just keep looking for my content. I'll probably be doing a lot of Broncos training camp stuff when we get closer, a lot of Rocky season. I've got some Rocky series from last week, articles coming out. So just keep your eye on out for the Rockies as they go into the midsummer. Yeah, you just ju- just joining us back for the summer mm-hmm. uh, after, uh, of course, uh, schooling up at BYU. So uh, thank you, Trevor. We yeah, appreciate it. Of running. course, you can find him on Twitter, Trevor P. Rich. Of course, you can find our friends at Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street. Oh, they're a hop, skip, and a jump from Coors Field. And my favorite, the 100 Colorado Distilled Spirits. I am making my way up. Here's my thing. Here's my challenge. Well, maybe it's not a challenge. It's just my personal thing I'm doing. I'm trying all 100. I'm at like 35, 36 or something like that. And I tell you what, they got some good stuff down there. Terrific rooftop views and the burgers. 
They are Ronnie K approved. I'll just say that. You can find their menu at tap14.com. That is tap14. Out goes Trevor. In comes Alex, a contributor to MileHighSports.com. Alex Becker, welcome. Welcome to the Broncos Blitz Podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me on Alex, today. where can they find you on Twitter? You can find me at A underscore Beck 9 on the on the Twitter sphere. On the Twitter sphere, yes, on the Twitter tube. Hey, uh, let's let's talk Broncos, and let's start with the free agency, because we were talking free agency uh, just most recently with Trevor, uh, and we were discussing Shane Ray and the no-option pickup. Of course, they would have owed him $9 million. Is this a yay or a nay move to you by not picking up Shane Ray's option and saying, after this year, you're an unrestricted free agent? Um, I think it's a good move. You know, they have so many pass rushers with Shaq Barrett, just drafted Bradley Chubb. Sure. And he hasn't been as productive as you would hope from a first-round pick. Uh, of course, that was due to injuries last year. But I don't mind the the not picking up Ray's option um, in 2019. Wow. So both you and Trevor A-OK with this. I tell you what, I think I have to agree with you guys. Uh, you just you can't pay a guy nine million dollars who has not contributed to the fullest extent of a nine million dollar deal. And and while I know that injury was a factor in being in the locker room, I tell you what, it affected him more than people think. I know it was just a wrist injury, but that means no weightlifting. He got real skinny and frail. I mean, you could really tell. You know when your friend uh, you know goes on one of those diets and they lose a ton of weight and it's great thing because it's like wow i don't even recognize you this is kind of the same deal it's like i don't even recognize you shane like you are a skinny frail guy now you know he says that he's gaining that weight back which is good to see but hopefully uh you know this could actually be a good thing for shane ray as well too remember because if he plays uh lights out he could be getting a massive contract one year early and that's a big deal for Shane Ray. So going to be interesting to see how that goes. Let's talk about C.J. Anderson, too, because C.J., who uh, we just heard the news, he has signed with Carolina. He will pair with Christian McCaffrey in that backfield, but, of course, no longer a Denver Bronco. Was it a mistake to let go of C.J. Anderson? Um, I don't think so. You know, even though he rushed for 1,000 yards last year, he's getting he's getting older. He's getting slower. Um, he's a little bit overweight. Plus, he can't he can stay uh, on the field for more than a couple plays at a time. I mean, he's he's getting uh, two handoffs in a row, and he's got to come off because he's gassed. Plus, you got uh, more uh, more potential in the young running backs with D'Angelo Henderson and Devontae Booker. Uh, I don't mind the move of getting rid of CJ. Well, and let's remember Royce Freeman coming in too. Of course, that Oregon Duck and. Uh, I wanted to see more, and this is why I wanted to see more of D'Angelo Henderson last year from Vance Joseph, because you just can't look at these two. I wanted to say rookies, but you know they're they're one two year pros, but we've barely seen them in Devonte Booker and D'Angelo Henderson, so they're kind of like rookies. You don't know what you have in them, and when you have a five win season you should be trying to figure out with them so that now we can say okay i think i'm confident in handing the ball off to d'angelo henderson or Devonte booker obviously we don't know in royce freeman but certainly going to be interesting moving forward because it's kind of this unknown it would have made it easier to just let go of cj anderson but i do agree with you i think there's just a little bit too much money there and the running back role to me very diminished I really don't know how high a priority it really is anymore in the NFL. 
Yeah. I mean, with today's day and age, you get, you want the guy who can catch the ball just as well as he can run the ball out of the backfield, that multi-dimensional guy, you know, that we've seen with some of the best running backs in the league. And I don't think that Anderson provides that uh, type of back. Well, and, and, and some of the best running backs in the league or at some of the highlight running backs too. Uh, last year, uh, I think the, the yards leader, Kareem Hunt, he was drafted not in the first round. Right. Alvin right. Kamara. Not in the first round. I mean, these are guys who are kind of falling a little bit later and all of a sudden still making a big, big impact. So kind of kind of also depends, I think, what offense they go to, how they utilize all that fun stuff. So let's talk about free agency as a whole, because there were, obviously there was a lot more. You had the Case Keenum situation. You had uh, Tremaine Brock, Clinton McDonald, Jared Valdir in the trade. couple small moves here or there. Give me, give me an A to F. Grade the Broncos free agency. I would say a B. They address most okay. of their needs, I would say, especially on the offensive line, getting Valdir to play tackle, probably right tackle, and then uh, getting McDonald, the defensive lineman, and I think uh, Tremaine Brock, too, as a third cornerback. So I think Elwayer went out and he addressed every need. I'm not sure if that was uh, those were the best caliber players that they could get at those positions, but um, I think they did their best to fill all the holes and get ready for 2018, shoring up uh, their weaknesses. Do you have a big deal with that, though? Is is that a big cow in the fact that they were basically bargain shopping at every position? You would like to see them get more high, higher profile free agents, you know, go after these big splash signings, but... Uh, yeah, get them, I, guess get the I guess it's defined by Case Keenum. Yeah. He's the guy you pay the most, but I think we kind of look at Case Keenum as option two behind Kirk Cousins. Clinton McDonald, a nice player, and I actually like the Clinton McDonald signing a lot, but, you know, let's face it, I don't think he's going to be a guy who's going to come in and dominate for Denver on the defensive line. Jared Valdir, there's a reason why he was traded away from Arizona. There's a reason why Tremaine Brock was available. There's always a reason, and so you kind of wonder, it's like, well, you know... Is that bargain shopping going to come back and bite Denver? That's, that's I guess, my biggest worry. Right. And, yeah, Valdir, he, he's had a lot of starts at the tackle position in his career, but uh, lately he has not been the same player as he was early in his career with the Raiders. Let's talk about the draft. Overall, what would you think? I Pretty good? The, yeah, very good. I thought very they good. did the best they could. I'd like give them, A? A minus? A plus work? I, I would say probably an A minus. Oh, okay. A minus. I was very impressed with what they did. Uh, on draft day. Why were you impressed? Just because, well, the first round pick, you know, as uh, Chubb fell into their lap at number five, that was kind of a no-brainer. But other than that, they, you know, they uh, did everything they wanted to do going into the draft. Um, no really questionable picks. And every position that they thought they needed to upgrade or add depth to, they did that. So when it comes to, let's focus in on that first round because yes, Bradley Chubb falls into the lap at five, but let's remember you have Josh Allen on the board. You have Josh Rosen on the board, Quentin Nelson, Bradley Chubb was the pick the whole time. It, it kind of sounds like it, they didn't even think Bradley Chubb was going to be available. He ends up being it. Is that in your eyes though? Is that bona fide? The guy, no matter what, don't even consider anyone else. Yes. Yes, it is, because they've missed the type of edge rusher that he brings since they lost DeMarcus Ware to retirement. 
Um, you know, with Ray, who we talked about, it hasn't been that impact player that they hoped for. So uh, adding adding Chubb was, you know, quite the haul on paper for the Broncos. Okay, interesting. What do you think about Cortland Sutton, uh, uh, Deshaun Hamilton? I know that these guys are all just, you know, they're they they are the prospects are suspects until proven otherwise. But shoring up needs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sutton. I mean, he's a big body guy that. Uh, might help with DT and Emmanuel true, really being that true number three receiver that Cody Latimer wasn't, that uh, Benny Fowler really wasn't. So hopefully he can a- add something to that offense, st- uh, get on the field a whole lot, and just um, you know add the three horsemen that they had when they had uh, Decker, DT, and uh, Julius. Oh, gosh, wouldn't that be nice to have your draft prospects that you draft play on the field? <laughs> that's the idea last year was so frustrating and knowing that it was really Garrett Bowles that was it now that may not be to the fault of some of these prospects and we just got done talking about D'Angelo Anderson with Trevor Rich uh didn't really see the field and I think that's more on the coach than anybody but certainly going to be interesting and I was I was fascinated by the fact that the Broncos really focused on if if juice was the term last year. I think brains was the term this year because they were more advanced guys. They were more uh, experienced guys, captains, good guys overall. Is that a big deal to you? Yes, I think uh, you want those type of players on your football team, guys you don't have to worry about, guys who are going to get it done You know, in the locker room. Leaders on their college team, that's a big deal, I yeah. think. So um, getting that uh, getting that player with no character concerns that I I think it's a good move. All right. Final question. Uh, Trevor rich, who of course answered this earlier said, no doubt about it. Are they better? Are they a better team than what they put out last year? They're better. Of course they're, they're better uh, than the five or six wins, whatever they had last year. But I don't think they're they're a 10 11 win team just yet. To me they're uh either a 7 and 9, 8 and 8 type of type of football club. Of course at the quarterback position it's going to be better offensively overall it's going to be better, but I wouldn't say they're a playoff team, but kind of a, kind of in the middle of the pack in the AFC right now for yeah. me. And Trevor said 8 and 8 as well too. He was kind of in that same boat of you know they're better, but lower than the standards I think that Denver is still looking for. And we all know it's playoffs or bust basically every single year for this team. Uh, Certainly going to be interesting to see how they progress. Where can they find you on Twitter? You can find me at a underscore Beck nine. Give it a follow. I don't have too many. So yeah. Well, we're working on that. We'll get you up. (laughs) Uh, Alex, thank you for joining me, but I appreciate it. Thanks, Ronnie. Of course, you could find uh, Alex on uh, milehighsports.com where he's writing all kinds of crazy stuff on the Broncos and other sports too, you know, and that's what you can enjoy. At Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street. Of course, a hop, skip, and a jump from Coors Field. 70 Colorado beers on tap in the 100. Colorado Distilled Spirits, terrific rooftop views. Of course, for you sports fans and even racing fans, too, brunch in the morning, Saturdays and Sundays, 10 a.m. to 2. And then, of course, they got it on the TVs all day long. Find them on the web, tap14.com. Spell out 14 for me. That's tap 14. If you want to find previous archives of this podcast, the Broncos Blitz podcast and more, that's at milehighsports.com. That is milehighsports.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. 
offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.